Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Biblically, a Christian is one that is a believer in Jesus Christ, someone that is born of God, born again, a follower of Christ, someone who adheres to, believes in, and relies on the doctrine, the teaching of Christ, and they are patterning their lives in pursuit of Him. Jesus is their rabbi. He is their, their teacher. And they're following His teaching. They believe what He say. But be very aware of people saying, I'm a Christian, but they're not following Jesus. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about the shaking of all things. Let me tell you what's on the, the time clock here. In this hour, God is tearing down idols. He's tearing down idols and false securities in our lives. He's shaking and removing relationships, false relationships. There's shaking going on uh, in our thought life. There's a shaking going on in relationships. There's a shaking going on in marriages. There's a shaking going on in the financial markets and systems. There's a shaking going on in politics. There's a shaking going on in entertainment. In every sphere of life, there's a shaking going on. There's a shaking going on. Now, this is not a judgment per se for the world. It is actually for your benefit, for my benefit, that God is allowing this to happen. There's a shaking going on even at this very moment. And he's doing this so that only what he has planted will remain. Only what he has called will remain to make sure that you are standing on a firm foundation, standing on the true rock, and that you are planted in the true vine. God is allowing shaking, shaking, so that you and I may be ready for what he is about to do. You got what I'm saying to you? Now, one thing he's shaking, as we said before, is idols. Idolatry is one of the oldest sins in the Bible. And it is, in fact, uh, the first uh, commandment of the Ten Commandments. Let's look at Exodus, Exodus the 20th chapter, Exodus 20, verse number three. It says, thou shalt have what? No other gods before me. This in our society today, boy, there are so many idols, it's not even funny. So many idols. Idols of, and we even have television shows called American Idols. These are things or people or we have different things in our lives that we worship, we bow, we bow down to, that are deserving of praise, that are deserving of adoration. These are things that we put up and say, just like Israel did coming out of Egypt when Moses went up to the mountain he stayed up, stayed up there a little bit too long, and they said, uh, make, Aaron, make us, a, make us a god. Aaron made the golden calf. You remember that, right? And then he told the people, hey, this is your god, the one that brought you out of Egypt, the golden calf. People love to worship things, love to worship people. We put people up 
We can put people up in very high esteem and give them an idol status and don't even know it. Well, the father said, because I love you, I want to show you where you're standing. And he's going to allow a shaking to happen so that you will know where your trust and confidence reigns or where it lives. Let's look at 1 Peter, 1 Peter 4, 16 uh, through 18. 1 Peter 4, verse 16 through 18. I want you to see this as well. It says here, hear this prophetically. It says, yet, and this is 1 Peter 4, chapter, verse 16. It says, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf, for the time is coming that what? Judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? He said judgment is going to happen with us. That judgment is that shaking. Is that shaking. I want you to have in mind a picture of, of someone having maybe a bed sheet. I mean, you put your sheets on your bed or whatever, and you shake them. Maybe you have a rug and you want to clean that rug, and you shake that rug. Some sort of fabric you are shaking so that something else is removed. Or if you're another form of shaking, it can be called a sifting, when you put flour or some type of grain in a sifter, and it shakes, 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 so that only the, the wheat falls out and the chaff can be thrown away. It's a shaking, shaking, shaking. Shaking occurs to remove the bad, separate the bad from the good. Shaking, right? God said that judgment will begin the house of God. It begins with us first. Let's go on to the next verse. And it says, verse 18, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Where shall it appear? Right? Verse 18 again, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? It's going to happen with us first. The shaking begins in the house. It is for our benefit. It is for your benefit that God shakes stuff off, shakes things off of you, out of your life, relationships, and, and other things. If things that we have held up in extremely high esteem, God will show you that they are not worth your worship. If you're standing on false platforms, putting your trust where it should not be, the Lord said, I'm going to show you what it is. Because in fact, we can be deceived. You know, as, as we go back to the example of the children of Israel in Egypt, one of the reasons God allowed judgment to come into Egypt was, of course, to uh, send judgment against the gods of Egypt because every plague was specifically aimed at one of the gods of Egypt. You say, well, the Egyptians worship those idols. They worship those things, and Pharaoh himself was called a god. So God sent judgment against them to show them that he is the one true God. And surely when it was over, he, they did know that the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. But it wasn't only the Egyptians serving uh, those idols. God's people did too. They were in idolatry. They cried out to God for 400 years, and because of the covenant that God made with Abraham and told Abraham I'm to bring them out, God sent Moses down there to get them out. But they were steeped in idolatry. This is why when they came out, went through the Red Sea and all of that, Moses went up to the mountain, they made a golden calf because that's what they're used to doing. Idols, idolatry, 
So the Lord not only let the Egyptians see that he was God, he let also his people see that he is God. They kept serving, they kept wanting to serve things that they could see, touch, smell. They kept wanting to, to do it. So the Lord had to allow a shaking to come in Egypt to show them who is God, to show them where the true strength lies. Look at Hebrews, Hebrews 12. Oh, this is so good. We're moving right along today. Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Listen to verse 25. He says, be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from where? From heaven. Look at verse 26. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Hear this current promise right now. Here's a prophetic word right now. It's what God is saying to us right now. He says, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed. Why? So that, what? Only unshakable things will remain. Our society is steeped in idolatry. Man worships man. Man worships man. Man worships technology. Man worships uh, pleasurable things. Man worships money. All of these systems will be shaken, be shaken, so that man will know that it is God and God alone that is truly God. You got me? Look at verse 28. Since, now, here's our hope in verse 28. Since we have, rather, since we are receiving a kingdom that is what? Unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe, for our God is a devouring fire. King James says he is a consuming fire. Let's worship him. Only he deserves the glory. Only he deserves the honor. Only he deserves the praise. Now, there are a lot of good people in our lives, but what makes them good? Only God makes us good. Apart from Christ, there is no goodness. Remember when the young rich ruler came to Jesus and said, Good master, uh, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, Why are you calling me good? There is none good but God. Are you, young rich ruler, are you noticing that I am God? Has the Father talked to you like he talked to Peter? There is none good but God. When we come into covenant relationship with Jesus, God sends his spirit on the inside of us, and we become one with him through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we then receive the title of saint, that is holy one, and he that is good says to us that we are good. Apart from Christ, there is none good. People can do things that appear to be good, but if it's not motivated by Christ, it's something that only has the appearance of goodness. But in effect, it's a... It's something good with a string attached to it. You only know whether something is good after you see the fruit of it. 
going to some restaurant. You say, oh, that's good. I'm going to try that out. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Tell me then if it was good. Or did it keep you in the bathroom all night long? You say, it was good then. But it, so was it really good if it kept you in the bathroom all night long? You got what I'm saying? You don't know if something is good or not until you see the fruit of it. We see the fruit of our Father. He that is good comes into your life and makes you good. None of us are good apart from him. Man does not deserve our worship. Man does not deserve our praise. If man has done anything good, if you see anything good in me, you say, oh, thank you, pastor, for being obedient to the spirit. Hallelujah. We can encourage one another. But the good came from God. Apart from him, we're not good. Oh, you got me? Look at Second uh, Thessalonians 2. We're going to go a little bit deeper. Second Thessalonians, the second chapter. Let's look at verses 1 through 4. I want you to hear this too. As we begin to talk about the time that we're living in now, we're in the last days. The apostles had to, hmm, that's strange. Uh, the apostles had to tell the people how to relate in the last days. That's the first time that's happened. Online community, we'll tell you later. 2 Thessalonians 2, verses uh, 1 through 4 says this, Now we beseech, beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together with him. They're saying, hey, let's come together and let's talk about the coming of the Lord. Let's talk about the rapture. Okay? Look at verse number 2. It says, that you be not what? That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit someone says they've, they've they've heard a word from the lord the holy spirit has told them something uh-huh nor uh by word i've got a word nor by letter as from us somebody pretends to have a word or a letter from the apostles uh as that the day of the lord the day of christ is at hand in other words all these people are saying that jesus has already come you missed it Oh, that he's here right now. You missed it. He says, I don't want you to be shaken. I don't want you to be troubled in mind. There's shaking going on out there, but you don't be shaken. Remember, you've received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. He says, here's the truth. Look at verse number three. He says, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, what? Except there Come a what? Falling away. Say that again. A what? A falling away. Except they come what? Right. That day shall not come except there be, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, talking about the Antichrist. The Lord said, listen, rapture of the church, the second coming of the Lord. Yeah, that's going to happen. Don't let anybody deceive you saying that it's already happened or that it's happening right now. No, he said that day will come, but first there will be a falling away. Now, what happens when you take a blanket and you shake it? Stuff does what? Falls away. Stuff falls off, falls away. This 
falling or this apostasy, that's the fancy word for it, this apostasy, the falling away of the church, falling away of those who, who say, I love Jesus and I'm born again, I'm a Christian. Shake, shake, shake. There will be a falling away. The coming of the Lord will happen. Yes, the rapture will happen. Yes, hallelujah, glory to the Lamb of God. It will happen. It will take place. But first, there will be a falling away. Falling away as a result of the shaking. When you see people that used to come to church, or even beyond that, they used to be identified as a Christian. Now they are something else. Shaking, shaking. Why'd you leave the church? Why'd you leave, why'd you leave Christ? Well, something this happened, and this, this person died, and, and this happened to me, and that happened to me. Shake, 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 shake. Those things, God did not cause those things to happen, but in those things, we can see where your true loyalties lie. Were you truly standing on Christ or were you standing on a religion? You got what we're saying to you? He said, yeah, the Antichrist is going to, yeah, the falling away, then the Antichrist is going to rise. He's going to say that he is God. He's going to sit in the temple and say, everybody worship me. Make himself an idol. When you see that happening, you got to know Jesus is soon to come. So right now, this moment, what's happening? There's a shaking and there's a falling away at this very moment. Churches are beginning to close their doors. People are warning, running away. And at the same time, there are people that are, are identifying themselves as Christians, but they're not following Christ. You have people in the entertainment world that say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. You ask people, why are you a Christian? Well, I believe that I believe that on being a good moral person. That's what makes me a Christian, making good decisions. Hmm. Your Christianity, you say you're a Christian because you're a good person. What does that have to do with Jesus? Biblically, a Christian is one that is a believer in Jesus Christ, someone that is born of God, born again, a follower of Christ, someone who adheres to, believes in, and relies on the doctrine, the teaching of Christ, and they are patterning their lives in pursuit of him. Jesus is their rabbi. He is their, their teacher. And they're following his teaching. They believe what he say. But be very aware of people say, I'm a Christian but they're not following Jesus. They don't believe that Jesus is the only way to get to God. But they say, I'm a Christian. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. See the culture which you're living in right now. See the culture which you're living in right now. There is an apostasy. There is a falling away. The Lord says, don't be shaken by it. It's got to happen. It's going to happen, Tamara. Don't be shaken by it. Are you with me? Jesus talked about this too. He talked about the end times, just to give you a little more information, in Matthew 24. Let's go to Matthew 24. Matthew 24, why don't you look at this, verses 9 through 14, as he talks about the end times, and believe me, you're living in the end times right now. Those of you that are watching online, listening online, wherever you are, 
And whatever you're doing, you need to hear this. You're living in the end times at this very moment, and Jesus testifies what will happen during the end times. Listen to this. Matthew 24, verse number 9 says, when you, it says, then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. Is that happening? Yes. It's not happening here so much in, in, the, in the States, but it is happening in other parts of the world. Persecution, definitely. He says, uh, uh, then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. Because of this hatred, there will be a shaking. Will you be identified with Jesus? Will you be identified? There will be a shaking. He said you'll be hated all over the world because of me, and that's going to become the more, the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, that's going to become more and more manifest, more and more true. Look at verse number 10. He says, and many will what? Turn away from me. That's the apostasy. That's the shaking. Because they're hated, I don't have anything to do with Jesus. Oh, no. I don't, oh, no. Who wants to be hated? As a result of all that persecution and being killed, all that shaking, many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. Verse 11, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many, deceive many people. Verse 12, sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end shall be saved. Listen to that one. The one who endures to the end, who endures what? The shaking. The shaking is going to be saved. The one who is not hanging on, but the one who, uh, who is in it. When the Lord grafted us in his grafted us in the body of Christ, we grafted, he grafted us, the Father grafted us into the vine, we become one with Christ. He can't shake us off. But those that are just hanging on, that are bearing no fruit, they'll be shaken off. There's a difference between ones who are born of God, who are believers, as the Bible also calls us, followers of the way. Christians were first known as the followers of the way, believers, believers. Then in Antioch, we became known as Christians. But the world has taken that name and is trying its best to pervert it into something else. Are you with me? Verse 13, it says, um, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Verse 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the, throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then what? The end will come. Then the end will come. You're living in the time of shaking. You're living in the time of shaking. And the Father does not want you to be shaken in mind as you watch the news. As you see gas prices go up and people, oh, what are we going to do? 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 As people lose their jobs, maybe as Social Security benefits are lost and, and there's confusion there. What are we going to do? 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 Your, your substance never came from Social Security, never came from the government, never came from your job. It always came from God. The Lord used all those things as tools 
to meet your needs. He can use another one. Your substance did not come from them. See, this is why many people are going to take the mark of the beast. Because they say, unless I take the mark of the beast, how am I going to pay my bills? Unless I take the mark of the beast, how am I going to get my medicine? Unless I take the mark of the beast, how am I going to feed my family? If the Lord tarries and Antichrist rises and he comes to power and he says you cannot buy or sell except you have this mark, well, those who have been worshiping the idols of this world will simply fall right in line because they recognize that this world is their source. So in the shaking, they'll fall right in line with Antichrist. But for those who know, Jesus, you are my source. It is not my paycheck. It is not man. It is not the government. It is not these pills that heals me. It is you. You are the author and finisher of my life. I acknowledge you as my shepherd, my Lord, my God, my king, my healer, my deliverer. I acknowledge you as my provider. It is you. You got what I'm saying? So we can't get this thing twisted. There is a shaking going on, but it's for our benefit. Let me show you the end of this in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17. We're going to go there. We're going to end here today. Jeremiah 17. This is all for your benefit. So again, as you watch the news and you see the shaking, you don't be shaken. As you uh, hear people talking all around you, People that say, I'm a Christian. Now, they may be Christian, but they may, I mean, they may be born of God, but they may not know the word of God. They may not be living in victory. They may be just a Sunday morning somebody. Got what I'm saying? Well, they may be a part of the Christian butts. I told you about the Christian butts. Say, I'm a Christian too, but... I believe in sleeping around. I believe in doing this. I believe in doing that, that, that. I believe, yeah, you may be just hanging on, but really not a part of the body. So Lord allows us shaking so that we can see where our true loyalties lie. Are we standing on the rock or we're standing on man? If the only time you can be happy is when other people around you are happy, you're on sinking sand. If the only time you can rejoice when everybody else is rejoicing, you're on sinking sand. If the only time you can praise God when you feel good, sinking sand. If the only time that you feel like you have financial security is when you got money in your account, sinking sand. Is that the only time when you can see it, when you can feel it, when you can experience it, when you can withdraw it? Does that mean that everything is good then? The only time you think people love you is when they say they love you or when they uh, like your post. Is that the only time that you feel love when you get it from what you can see, feel, experience? Sinking sand. The Lord will allow a shaking. Now nobody will like your post. Nobody. Now, now the things are dried up. Money is dried up. Now, who are you going to look to? When those that you have idolized, 
and said, oh, this person's this, oh, that person's that, oh, this and that and the other, and the Lord allows you to see under, and you go, hmm, I didn't know that. You'll notice that only Jesus is worthy of the praise and your worship. People look really good from afar off until you get closer to them, and you notice, hey, you really do have some flaws. Yeah, just like you do. Just like you do. They all put their pants on like you do. They all do this. They all put uh, deodorant on, at least I hope so. Or some sort of do some sort of bathing, brush your teeth. The people. People, I don't care what title it is. Pastor, apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, sister, brother, doesn't care, doctor, nurse, doesn't matter what title it is. If you look close enough, you're going to see something. You think about that in terms of a diamond. The most expensive diamonds are the ones that have the fewest flaws. And to find the flaw, what do they do? They take that little, that little lens, right? That little microscope thing, jeweler's glass, and they look down in there to see the flaws. And that's how they price that gem on its cut, clarity, and all those other points. They're looking for flaws. But everything's got a flaw. Even the most famous models. I mean, you look close enough, they got flaws. You go close enough, you'll see everybody's got them. If I look close enough at you, I'll see you got them too. I can't, I can't get nobody to talk to me, Greg. I can't get nobody to talk to me. That's why Jesus said, no, no man. The scripture says, no, no man by the flesh. Why are you looking at the flesh anyway? You have no people by the spirit. What is their life producing? The day that you have no grace for nobody, oh, I knew they're all like that. That's the day that you might as well write hypocrite above your door. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17, we're going to conclude with this. Jeremiah 17, this is why there is such a shaking that's going on right now. Jeremiah 17 gives us a very clear picture of this. So please hear this. Jeremiah 17, verse number 5 says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, whose heart departeth from the Lord. He said, cursed is a man, not blessed, cursed, if you put in your trust in man. Who maketh flesh is arm. In other words, arm is talking about strength. You're relying on someone else's strength to pull you through. Human beings. Now, there are some great human beings in this world. But life is very fragile. You and I can be here today at this moment, but the next moment we could be gone. Life is very, very fragile. These bodies, that's, it's such a, it blows my mind how we can harness or have the, the power of God living on the inside of us and be serving the Lord and, and be vibrant and be active. But the very next moment, gone. That's why you ought to love each other. You don't have time for grudges and bitterness and hating on people. 
When I look at you, I don't see you. The true you, the real you is inside of you. Tell the truth, I've never seen you before. You've never seen me. You've only seen my outer. And when the person lays in that casket, that's still not them. What was them has gone out of there. Right? You don't know anybody about, don't try to know anybody by the flesh. Know them by the spirit. Let God deal with you about that person. Don't get wrapped up in what you see. Don't get wrapped up in what you hear. Don't get wrapped up in any of that. Just hear what the Lord is saying. Give people grace because you need grace. We're walking through a narrow way, right? Why does the gate lead to hell and destruction? But narrow is the way that leads to life. If we're all trying to walk the narrow way and we're walking like this, trying to get through, sooner or later you're going to step on somebody's shoes. Sooner or later you're going to hurt somebody. Ow, ow, you stepped on me. Ow, it's okay, I understand. Ow, ow, it's okay, it's okay. You forgive and go on because we're walking this close together. You mean to tell me walking this close together through a narrow passage going like this down, down the road, I mean down a narrow way, you're going to hit somebody. You're going to hurt somebody. So we should all be full of grace for everybody. Oh, it's okay. I understand. Ooh, okay. It's okay. I understand. Ooh, they hurt me. They didn't notice. They didn't notice they hurt me. Why didn't they know? It's okay. It's okay. 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 It's okay. We're walking, 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 trying to get to the light. You walking that close to somebody, you're going to smell something. You're going to see something. You pray for them. Are you with me? You got what I'm saying. We're walking this close to each other, learning each other. Sooner or later, we're going to hurt each other. Sooner or later, you're going to see something. Sooner or later, you're going to experience something. You pray for them, and let's keep on going down the road. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, look at that wide way over there. They got a lot of space over there. That's wide way. But I don't want to go to hell. Come on. We're going to keep on going this way. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, it hurts. Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's okay, brother. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't mean to hurt you. I hurt you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go. Okay. Let's pray for each other. You mean we're walking this close together down this narrow way? We're not going to hurt each other sooner or later? That's what family does. <sighs> Praise God. Got my steps in for the day. <laughs> Real quick. Jeremiah 17, it says that, uh, verse 5, Thus saith the Lord, Curses a man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Verse 6, For he shall be like the what? The heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh. This is somebody who has trusted in man, worshiping of idols. It says, But shall inhabit the parched, Places in the wilderness, the dry places, in a salt land, not inhabited. A salt land is what you would do to an enemy's uh, crops. You would salt his farms, his farmland, so nothing else would grow there. And the enemy army would come in, they 
destroy your crops and salt it. Nothing else will grow. So this person will not have any income, you know, just dry life. They're not going to prosper. Jesus said it. The Lord says, because you put your trust in man, there's a curse over your life. And the Lord said, I'm allowing this shaking because if you are abnormally trusting, if you set people up as idols, set things up as idols, this is why you're not prospering. So I'm going to allow this shaking to come so that you'll see it. But look at after the shaking takes place. Verse number seven. Blessed is the man that trusteth what in who? In the Lord. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is, is the Lord. Now here's the, here's the, um, the difference here. Verse eight says, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh. You're not even going <laughs> to notice it. But her leaf shall be green and shall, be, uh, and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Oh. Gas prices are high? Okay. <sighs> I've got another source I'm depending Amen. on. Food prices are high? Ah, this, this stream water is mighty good. Mmm, this is some good stream water. I'm still yielding, yielding fruit, still green. Because of who I've trusted in. I've been shaken, and now I know my trust is in the Lord. Look at verse number nine. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things. This is why you got to be shaken. The heart is deceitful, deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? You think you're trusting in the Lord. So he said, I got this in the shaking. I've got to allow a shaking because your heart is deceived. You, don't, you think you are, but you're really not. You're really not. So the Lord says, I will shake it. Verse number 10, he says, I, the Lord, shall search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So allow the Lord to do the shaking. This shaking, uh, some of the results of it as we're closing, it can be called some emotional trauma, so to speak, as you see how something that you thought was good really not is good at all. You thought this relationship was good for you, but it's really not good at all. You thought that you thought this and you thought that and you thought this and you thought that and Lord, so you see the truth of it as God shows it to you. So it can be emotion. You can feel like your soul's been torn apart depending on how much you have worshipped this thing, how much you've idolized this person, how much you've put you, your faith and trust in this thing. When it topples down, the harder it falls the more pain it will cause you internally until you get all that out of your system and see that is just a piece of technology. That is just the car. That is just the house. That is just a person. I love them, but you're just a man. You're just a woman. That is just money. It's just a tool. That's all it is. My worship, none of that, no matter how good they are, none of that is deserving of my worship or praise, all of my worship and praise goes to the Father. Now let us encourage one another. That's good to encourage one another. 
because the world tries to discourage you so very much. So let's encourage one another, but let us not worship one another. Let us not idolize one another, because only one person is due the worship, all the worship and all the honor and all the praise, and that's Jesus. So be ready and get ready for the shaking of all things. It has begun, but when it is finished, you'll be like this tree. Remember this in Jeremiah. You'll be like this tree. You won't even know when drought comes, when lack comes. You'll still be green and fruitful. You'll still have. While they are shaken, you'll still have, and you'll still produce fruit. Father, we thank you today for your word. And Lord, I pray today that your people have heard your word. I pray today that you've spoken by your spirit and that you would continue to lead us into all truth and show us things to come. Lord, I pray for my friends that are here in this room and those that are watching. Lord, if we have not made you our Lord and Savior, if we're standing on other ground, and I pray, Lord, today that you convict our hearts, that we would repent of our sins. That, that we would truly begin today to believe in you. Open our hearts, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. And I pray again for those that are here and those that are watching right now. Father, I pray for them. Those, are, those that are watching, listening, I pray for them that today that they will have an encounter with your spirit and they will open up their hearts and receive Jesus and turn their hearts to you and that we will all hope in the Lord. We bless you today, Father. We thank you for this word. Thank you for loving us and speaking to us. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, thank you so much for watching and listening. Don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message and so much more. Tell a friend about it. Share this video so that they can also endure this time of shaking. Love you guys. See you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.